welcome to the Listen, Learn, and Lead series where we interview the extraordinary leaders of Naval Post Graduate School. Today, I have the pleasure and the privilege of interviewing Dr. Alex Bordetsky. He holds dual appointments here at NPS in Space Systems Academic Group, as well as the director of the NPS Center for Network Innovation and Experimentation, otherwise known in short as Cenetix. He is a professor of information sciences here at NPS. Prior to my talking with Dr. Bordeski, it's very useful to know about his extraordinary background. So let me share that with you. Not only does he hold the dual appointments here at NPS, but he is a recipient of the prestigious Robert W. Hamming Interdisciplinary Research Award for the pioneering studies of collaborative technologies and adaptive networking and the Fulbright Senior Fellowship Award for the experimental studies of unconventional maritime networking. He was the principal investigator for the renowned tactical network testbed maritime interdiction operations, the academic experimentation campaign, which is now in transformation to the littoral and maritime land counter weapons of mass destruction operation study. Professor Bordetsky has, has also been a research fellow for the Air Force Office of Scientific Research and the German National Center for Research in Information Technology. He was a principal investigator for various research projects funded by AT&T, Lockheed Martin, NASA, Sprint, United States Air Force, and other leading institutions in the United States, Israel, and Russia. Prior to joining us here at NPS, Dr. Bordetsky taught at the University of, of Texas at Dallas and held the post of director for the Institute for Telecommunication and Collaborative Technologies managed by the California State University System. Dr. Bordeski, what an incredible pedigree of intellectual and practical research and applications across the board with your extraordinary professional life. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, if you would, and how you came to this place called NPS and your journey, please. Admiral Rondo, uh, thank you for inviting me uh, to this discussion and interview. And uh, yeah, um, it's been a journey and a very interesting one. Um, uh, it's my good fortune to uh, work for almost 20 years here at NPS as the Information Sciences and Space Systems uh, Professor. And as a matter of fact, on the 7th of July will be your 20th anniversary, won't it? Yes, ma'am. Great. Um, it's coming soon, I can't believe. Uh, it's already 20 years, uh, maybe because it was so interesting and so uh, encouraging to work in here. I remember uh, Professor Dan Borger during uh, concluding the search interview telling me for how long he is here in this fine institution and the only and the reason he's here for so long is our outstanding 
students. And I eagerly accepted it, having no idea what exactly it means. Now I know and I would like to, to, to simply repeat it. It's, it's a privilege to work at MPS and um, <clears throat> go through the knowledge acquisition and transfer journey with our super achieving students. Well, thank you, sir, very much. And so we are now in the Cenotex lab at NPS. And tell us about this space and, and, and how you and your students use this, this, this space and about the NPS mesh networking study that began here. Yeah, it actually began, if I may point it, in basically literal terms, began from the roof of this panel where this antenna uh, put skillfully with ingenuity sparks by my colleague Eugene Burakov is now standing to get us connected to our first orbital node for studying networks. So it began from this roof when we stretched the network all the way out through seven hilltops to Camp Roberts, uh, 100 miles from this place. Uh, Commander uh, Ryan Blazevich uh, had it as his thesis project. And that network uh, set up a test bed. We were looking for, with our SOCOM sponsors, to start the studies of self-forming networks with unmanned systems. This is between 2004 and 2005, 15 years ago. It's been a completely novel subject, and uh, uh, that's how it started. So some of those sponsors, can you talk about any of those sponsors that were doing, that were helpful in that endeavor from the very start? Yeah, from, from the start, we were uh, fortunate to begin the whole endeavor of studying networks with Special Operations Command with our great colleagues from the Lawrence Livermore Lab and Department of Energy with the Office of Secretary of Defense Counter WMD program, which brought us into the world of mesh networking with sensors, particularly sensors related to radiological nuclear threats. So what does your work here in the Cenotix lab uh, tell you about what to look forward to for mesh networks? Tell me, tell me where you think this goes. Well, it goes, uh, uh, we set it up as an initiative coming from the floor of information sciences department um, to create that laboratory in the field yeah. environment, right. which helped us together with our sponsors to start the field experimentation endeavor. But those experiments needed networking infrastructure. So we studied by the way of scaled field experimentation yeah. that my colleague, Ray Dr. Ray Bittner, now leads on such a great scale. So, um, but, uh, our, and that put us in a very interesting position within the Department of Defense S&T community yeah. that for probably a good 10 years, we became a hub for the researchers, 
uh, operators, industry partners coming here to NPS and putting together innovative solutions or seeding them in a matter of days. So I remember when you and I met the very first time was at GIFX at Camp Roberts with Dr. Bettner there and, that was, and you were so engaged at what was possible here in the mesh networking work that you were doing. Well, you also, of course, know that NPS, because you led this uh, also, it, sh it has a very strong space science program. And I understand that your team here now has, uh, is, is planning for a satellite launch soon, the Cenetix Orbital 1 CubeSat. Can you talk about that? Uh, yes, <laughs> with great pleasure. Um, uh, so uh, I'm privileged to be the information sciences professor on the space systems academic group. Yeah, okay. And over time, uh, it helped us to develop um, very productive collaboration. And my Fulbright uh, scholarship goes exactly along those lines. I received it for exploring the first um, mesh network in orbit um, um, between the small satellites. So that was the, the, the objective of my experiences. Before joining NPS in 2000, I had a privilege to work with Professor Robert Tweeks uh, at Space Systems uh, develop, um, the Development Lab at Stanford. Yeah, and that's uh, that was my first. I remember operating uh, the T-plate size first Picasats built by the Aerospace Corporation in 1999, and we've conducted from the floor of Stanford Space Lab using the internet distributed ground stations. We've conducted the first. Um, very simple communication experiments with these Picasats. That's yeah. what brought me in. And isn't it exciting what now the commercial side and industry can do with the government that is exemplified by SpaceX? And so being able to, to do things with industry, the government, uh, higher education, all in space, it's quite the new kind of frontier, isn't it, in many ways? Ma'am, it is. Yeah. And again, uh, not to pretend being immediately in that league, but in some way, our um, uh, our endeavor. This is our satellite. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is the snapshot from the Firefly Aerospace Corporation. You can see the title, which is the novel rocket tailing the trend uh, studied by SpaceX. It is, a, uh, it is a startup yeah. uh, which attracted Marine Corps as a potential significant partnership in having uh, least expensive frequent launches of needed assets to the orbit, the Firefly rocket. Uh, so we are, um, we were fortunate to receive an award from the Firefly Aerospace Corporation to 
launch our payload, which is the Cinetics Orbital 1 CubeSat with the tactical networking node for the Marine Corps small unit operations. Um, uh, by the maiden flight of Firefly Alpha rocket. It is 3D printed. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. You, you remind me of another time that you and I were in this room together with the Chief of Naval Operations. And you had this kind of sophisticated uh, satellite uh, conversation with our students. But then there was that, so the end, so you talk about the Marine Corps being so involved in Firefly and, and space and satellites, but on that same day, you had a Marine Corps officer who was also talking about um, what he had developed as a very small uh, mechanism on top of, 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 on the back of birds, of, of, of um, various kinds of, of birds to be able to also uh, acquire some signaling in the most tactically raw and, and environments. So that your, your scan is not only about the sophistication of Firefly and space and satellites, but also making sure that you are attentive to the tactical needs of all of our officers and our students as they think about the entire space in which they operate. It's really quite an extraordinary thing. So NPS is, being, is becoming known as the new science and technology mesh networking hub, as you had talked about, but from underwater to orbit. Uh, what do you think is, is attracting uh, the DOD sponsors to supporting the student-faculty studies of these emerging networks? What is attractive to DOD about this? Our students. If, if I put it in very short words, while we are just working um, on launching the satellite, carrying on our unique, um, very long-haul links-based yeah. node into orbit, our students, this is an example, um, I would like to show the title. This is the project that has been completed a week ago hmm. during our shelter at home phase of studying <laughs> without coming to the lab environment or conducting uh, partial field experiments, which we typically do with our students. So they already mm, put the um, emergence of this new node into the concept of op literal operations in contested environment. That's their project. Yeah. How faster and more significant from the operational standpoint the results of engaging our students into the process could be. So they came up with the model that is already a comprehensive architecture model that uh, two Marine Corps students and Navy officer created. And this is the ship to shore uh, 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 mobility and congestion um, reduction um, analysis, uh, scalability factors, 
and maintaining this, this intermittent short-living orbital node-based network uh, delivering the results. That's, that's quite re remarkable. I know that you're very proud of your tactical network uh, testbed for maritime interdiction operations. You want to talk about that uh, in, in brief words? Uh, it's been a, a remarkable endeavor. Um, one of the first breakthroughs, you asked yeah, me yeah. earlier about it, uh, one of the first breakthroughs that uh, we've contributed to, so that uh, and through the very interdisciplinary yeah. effort across NPS colleagues, um, uh, done together with our colleagues from different departments, yeah. we've created first networks helping geographically distributed operators to manage their unmanned assets. Send them one of the mo most, uh, with various applications, ranging from unique ISR missions to the direct action scenarios, which we recently played with our Polish Special Forces partners by taking the whole networking process into a short window of paratrooper during the descent. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a picture the Polish paratrooper unit communicating while under the canopy with our maritime infiltration team already underway and coordinating their activities. And you, you, you brought up the reference and happy to hear it, to uh, Major Justin Murphy's project, yeah. to the short-living nodes of Falcon carrying on the mm, uh, networking node, and that uh, goes on and on. The TNT endeavor allowed us to create an infrastructure for experimental studies. Well, I think that what you, what you talk about, though, is that it brings high science and technology to even uh, backpacks on Falcons. And so, so that your, your work here is not only teaching uh, the high concepts, but also the applications and the, of, of those high concepts to uh, real things. And that's, that's just terrific. A couple of more questions. So, and these are, these are two, I think, important questions. You've, you have marked, you have been, you've led some extraordinary breakthroughs. Um, can you tell us a student story, uh, a, a story about a student who you saw that extraordinary uh, uh, evolution of where he or she came from and then developing something that was a true, that led to a true breakthrough. Can you tell us a story? Certainly. So let me start with Commander Ryan Blazevich. I brought up his name when we were discussing the origins of our study. He recently visited us. And what we were discussing, uh, the support by his team, he is now the head of the Tomahawk program. That's a remarkable story in and of itself. Yeah. Um, uh, after his very successful service, um, uh, discussing how can we use some of the assets that 
his team has access to to study the projectile based networks. So they're putting it right. on the scale in very different environment. Uh, Major Justin Murphy stepped aggressively against all odds. You know, I'm taking what we did with the short-living projectiles, with um, slowly uh, descending parafoils under the wing of the bird. Now, that was one of the few times that I was skeptical that we are not going to make this project. He made it. Now it is in the center of studies of short-living nodes network. Uh, Captain um, Haley Nowak uh, just graduated. She explored, together with my colleague Eugene Burakov, um, the emerging options of using the bursts of LED light underwater so that we can stretch our short-living nodes and links. This is the new direction we are pursuing from the aerial assets uh, supporting the ISR missions to subsurface divers. That's a significant breakthrough. And the Marine Corps Major Andrew Walker just graduated and he created the first working with elements of artificial intelligence analytics hypernode that my colleague Rick Hayes Roth uh, and I envisioned just in the theory of future networks 10 years ago. Now we have students coming and taking it to life. That's great. Those are great stories and I thank you for that. It's really very validating. Finally, the last question. So, you are an accomplished researcher, you are a senior professor, uh, you are a beloved teacher and professor, one of our most popular, and you're a leader on this campus and in the faculty and with the students. How, how would you advise one of your students if they were to ask you, Dr. Bordetsky, what do you think a leader uh, should do? What, what is leadership to you? If, if he or she were to ask that question of you, what would you answer to that, to that student? Between uh, the lead faculty and students, I think uh, it isn't such difficult to lead. Uh, we have exceptional students. They are the achievers with very strong motivation. Well, what good leader needs to provide them with, with the vision on where to go. Because it is only such a short time they have at NPS to put their minds and sometimes hands around these new topics of study. Join the team of knowledge generating and knowledge transfer community and provide them with means. So two simple things, vision and means. And means. 
that's a, that's, a, that's a great way to end this. And I want to, again, thank you. You know, you talk about vision and means and so many other things. I heard a, I heard a, a Marine officer say the other day that the students here are determined to be successful. They are determined to really study and be successful. I want to thank you, though, for inspiring that kind of success and that kind of determination. You're leading for us in science. You're leading for us as a teacher. And it has been a privilege and a pleasure to make you now part of our, our um, leadership and learning uh, interviews here. And we thank you so much for all that you've done for this great institution. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ma'am. It's a great privilege.